I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is PsychHacks, Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is the biological clock doesn't exist. So this one's gonna blow some minds and melt some faces. But the biological clock, at least in the sense that most people understand it, does not actually exist. So what do most people understand by the term biological clock? What most people understand is that women feel a pressured urge to reproduce that arises from their biological processes as they get closer and closer to the terminus of their reproductive window. And I'm here to tell you that that does not exist. And there are two obvious reasons why that does not exist. First of all, while it makes sense that nature would endow women with a powerful biological incentive to reproduce, this would only make sense if this incentive were felt most strongly when women were the most fertile and most likely to carry healthy, viable offspring to term, namely, when they were young. If nature endowed women with a strong biological urge to reproduce, it doesn't make sense that it would arise near the end of their reproductive window when women have a lower overall chance of getting pregnant and a higher overall chance of experiencing complications with their pregnancies. That would be stupid. And nature, while many things, is not stupid. So that's obvious reason number one. Obvious reason number two is that if the biological clock, as we commonly understand it, actually existed, we would see throughout history a pretty common pattern to childbirths. Throughout most of human history, women became mothers fairly young in their early 20s. If the biological clock existed in the way that we understand it, we would see women having children at 22, 24, 26, and then again at 36, 38, and 40. We would commonly see this large gap between like offspring cohorts from the same mother. And we don't see this very often. It's a fairly uncommon situation for a woman who had multiple children in her 20s to have more children in her late 30s. So either these women did not feel a powerful biological urge to reproduce near the end of their reproductive windows, or they were sufficiently disciplined with respect to not acting upon it. And that's obvious reason number two. So we can now appreciate that the biological clock as we understand it doesn't exist. Now, that said, women do have a biological clock associated with reproduction, but it's not on the scale of a lifetime, it's on the scale of a month. What we know is that women are much more interested in sex that they are more likely not just to initiate, but initiate riskier sexual interactions, like the ones more likely to result in pregnancy, when they're ovulating. And this makes sense from a biological perspective. This biological clock motivates women to seek out sex during the monthly window when they're most likely to get pregnant. And riskier doesn't just mean sex without protection. Research indicates, for example, that married women are much more likely to cheat when they're ovulating, especially when their committed partners are less attractive. And this also makes sense from a biological perspective. 
The field calls this women's mixed mating strategy, in which they attempt to secure genes from an attractive man and resources from a committed provider. Again, nature is many things, but it's not stupid. That's a biological clock. That's a woman's biology saying you need to go out right now and have sex and make babies. And why this would happen every month at peak fertility, but not across the lifespan, makes absolutely no sense. Now, before I go any further, if you're liking what you're hearing, please consider sending this episode to someone who might benefit from its message, because it's word-of-mouth referrals like this that really help to make the channel grow. You can also hit the super thanks button. It's the three little dots in the lower right-hand corner beneath the video screen, and tip me in proportion to the value you feel you've derived from this message. Um, it's your support that makes all this happen. I couldn't do it without you, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Now, just to be clear, I'm not suggesting that women don't experience a pressured urgency to have children as they near the end of their reproductive windows, especially if they haven't yet had children. I believe that that exists. What I'm suggesting is that it's a misnomer to call this a biological clock. It's probably truer to call it a psychological clock. In my opinion, this pressured sense of urgency is really related to the fear of missing out. It's a psychological recognition that an experience that they haven't yet had might be lost to them forever. In the game theory strategy most prevalent today, most young women are kind of prioritizing the variety of life. They want to have every experience. They want to do everything. And I can sympathize. They also reasonably believe that taking on the responsibilities of motherhood in their 20s might prevent some of these experiences, like traveling the world, or prioritizing their friendships, or dating casually, or investing in their careers, or literally any of the hundreds of things they could be doing that are exceedingly more difficult to do if you have a young child. But over the course of a lifetime, many women come around to the fact that being a mother and raising children is something that they would like to do, or at least that it's something that they wouldn't want to miss out on. And that is why this pressure and this sense of urgency comes up in childless women, not in women who have had children in their 20s, but childless women in their late 30s as they approach the terminus of their reproductive window. And this may not be due so much to a strong desire to have children as to an anxiety about missing out on the opportunity of ever having them. That door would be closed to them forever. And all other things being equal, most people want what they can't have more than they otherwise would. So a lot of women prioritize other things in life. And they assume that they'll just be able to have a family when they're ready. And then they get to their mid or late 30s, and they realize that it's actually much more difficult to attract a man for marriage and kids now than it would have been in their early or mid-20s. The game changes significantly at 30, and men are expected to make the same offer, which typically becomes more expensive as a function of time. And that's why 80% of women who ultimately end up childless arrive there unintentionally. In my opinion, if women want to do it all, 
it's a better strategy to secure partners and children in their 20s when their SMV is high and it's biologically advantageous to do so and devote the 30s to career and development once the kids are in school than the other way around. One of the reasons for this is that there is not really a point at which women can stop making money or traveling or spending time with their friends. But there is absolutely a point at which women can stop having children. So those are my two cents. What do you think? Does this fit with your own experience? Let me know in the comments below. And if you've gotten this far, you might as well like this episode and subscribe to this channel. You may also consider becoming a channel member with perks like a priority review of comments or booking a paid consultation. As always, thank you for listening.